Good evening to you all and welcome once again to the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. As I prepared the meeting for today, all my Welsh friends will be glad to know that I was looking at daffodils and dreaming of the cheese and leek sandwich that I always enjoy for supper on St David's Day. Yes, March the 1st is the national day of the land of my fathers, Wales. And although I've only been privileged to live there for about five years of my life, I've always been a proudly patriotic Welshman. In fact, at school my nickname was Taff. And so I hope you'll take this as the only excuse I needed to make tonight's Salvation Meeting very much a celebration of the beautiful country of Wales. <laughs> Norman Bearcroft's fine march there, Land of Song, played appropriately for us by the Cardiff Canton Band. The original title of that march, you may be interested to know, was Collega Fro, the name of the venue for the Welsh Music School. And I'm sure many of the ex-students of that school will have been singing along with the words of the tune in that final section. Hear the music ringing, happy voices singing, Songs of love and praise to him who reigns above. 
Well, the march opened with a reference to the great tune Men of Harlech. And that's a tune that we've been using in the Salvation Army for so long that we actually sang it before we were the Salvation Army. It was then known as the Christian Mission War Song, with words by Commissioner George Scott Railton. It's still in our current songbook, number 978. So let's join together with the International Staff Band and the massed voices of a Royal Albert Hall chorus as we sing this great song together. Soldier, rouse thee.
As we join together in prayer now, I need not have to think for very long without finding a focus for this special time together. The events of this last week or so have been horrific to watch as they've unfolded on our TV screens and in our newspapers. Man's greed and hatred once again rising to the surface above all common sense and humanity. And God's wonderful world has once more descended into the depths and horrors of war. This is a world that was made by God, loved by God, and I'm sure it is grieved over by God. He must despair at the way that this world has turned its back on him. And yet, it's a world that he loved so much that he sent his only son to it that we might be saved. What a friend we have in Jesus is not only a song, but a beautiful, comforting promise. And it's one that fills us with reassurance that no matter where we are and what we're going through, he is holding our hand and walking through exactly the same with us every day. No wonder we love Jesus so much. Song number 878 in the songbook, My Jesus, I Love Thee, has been set to many different tunes over many years. But few melodies are more moving than the traditional Welsh air, David of the White Rock. And that's the setting that we're going to hear now, sung for us by Joy Naylor of the Winsford Corps, appropriately enough, accompanied by a Welsh harp.
O Lord, we do love you. And in our hearts we just wish that this world would also share that love. It's a world that once again we've seen descend into the depths of hatred, jealousy and greed over the last few weeks. And we pray particularly tonight for the people of Ukraine. We pray for Christians in Russia who are worried about what's happening and embarrassed by what's happening in the name of their country. And Lord, we pray for peace, peace in this world. We pray for a return to values, the values of love, the values of friendship, the values of peace. All the values that you created this world for, all the values that you sent your son to this world for. And yet even back then we know that you described Satan as the prince of this world. And so there's no wonder that men turn to him in hatred and suspicion. And we end up in the situations we do. Lord, give us peace in our world. And even more, give us peace in our hearts. The peace that only comes from knowing that you love us, that you are our Lord and Saviour. Help us to always place that trust in you and to lay up our treasure in heaven above. Be with all your children tonight, Lord. Love us, hold us, sustain us, challenge us. But be with us, Lord as we worship you and pray these prayers this evening. Amen. My dad, Major Ken Harry, started his Salvation Army life at Cardiff Stewart Hall Corps, right there in the centre of the capital city of Wales. By the time that corps closed, he had been a Salvation Army officer for a decade or so, and so we sort of adopted Cardiff Canton as a kind of second home. And we worshipped there whenever we visited family on holidays, etc. Two of my cousins, Bev and Joe, sang with the very fine singing company there that was led by Jeanette Bazanko and later Colin Evans. And we would take the opportunity to go and listen to the singing company whenever we could while I was growing up. Here they are now, complete with those very broad Welsh accents. With Terry Camsey's Sing a Happy Song. Thank you. 
This week we have entered the time of year that we call Lent. Now it's only been in the last 20 years, I think, that we and the Salvation Army have used this time of year in anything like a special way. I always knew that Lent existed. I knew that it started with Pancake Day or Shrove Tuesday and then Ash Wednesday followed. In our family, for some reason I can't possibly begin to guess, it usually meant that after that we went on a bit of a diet. But whether that was for Lenten reasons or just to lose a few pounds before spring arrived, I don't recall. But there has been a fashion, both in and outside of the church, for the last decade or so, for people to try to give something up for Lent. Some people give up Facebook, others give up chocolate, or there could be a million other things. But this year, something different from me. Having been presented with a book by the Salvation Army to guide us through Lent 2022, I've decided to not give something up for Lent, but to create something new every day for this special pre-Easter season. Each day I will read the Bible passages suggested to me in the book and try to find inspiration to write a few or more lines of poetry. As I wrote the first of these this morning, after reading Psalm 10 and some verses from Mark chapter 8, I reflected on my own Christian life since my earliest days. First, listening to my mum reading Bible stories to us at home, and then hearing them in primary or Sunday school. As we listen now to the lovely Welsh lullaby Siugan, I'll read you the first of my musings. For Lent 29 and Psalm 10. From the days I learned at my mother's knee the earliest truths of the gospel, you have been real to me, O Lord. There may have been times when I've lost sight of you for a while, or at least my focus but I know you have always been there. That's about all I have in common with David. He knew you too, but long, long ago. And I can imagine him standing on the mountains at night as the sheep slept and the wolves waited, communing with you, letting the stars illuminate his thoughts. Peter, he knew who you were too, and spoke with boldness his confession of faith. You are the Christ, Son of the living God. Oh, may my childlike faith grow to such boldness that I may, like those heroes of old, share the truths that my mother once shared with me.
Let's sing together again now. Song number 168. Great words by Hugh Bourne, and we usually sing this to the fine tune of Cumronda. We'll sing just verses 1 and 3 this evening, and what a message there is in that great third verse. Hark, the gospel news is sounding. <laughs> reading for the meeting this evening is taken from Matthew chapter 6 verses 16 to 21 When you fast do not look sombre as the hypocrites do for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting Truly I tell you they've received their reward in full But when you fast Put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. Before we spend some more time pondering that reading, Let's listen to another of those wonderful Welsh hymn tunes. This time, Blindwern, most associated with the song Love Divine. That is number 262 in the songbook, if you want to follow or join in and sing.
The reading that we shared together just a few moments ago comes, of course, from the part of the Gospel that we call the Sermon on the Mount. Now, whether Jesus really said all those things, the Beatitudes, salt of the earth, light of the world, lilies of the field, the Lord's Prayer, the law, murder, adultery, oh, and a lot, lot more, all in that one sermon, we shall never know. But it seems to me like the collection of direct messages from Jesus that were heard by the people would have most likely been from a series of talks rather than all coming from one occasion. My, that would have been a very long sermon otherwise and an awful lot for the congregation to try and take in all in one go. But that we have a record of it is fantastic. What better way of learning how to live a good, God-honouring life could we ever have than one from Jesus' own lips? That passage that we shared has just two of these little themes, though, and they concern fasting and treasures. Now, the fasting one is particularly appropriate, I dare say, for this week as we've started Lent. And here... Jesus is teaching us to always be our best when representing him. In the Salvation Army, we have traditionally been very good at that. Maybe too good at times, for I dare say I can remember occasions where deportment became as important as the very message that we were trying to proclaim. But... As we still proudly sing, in a world of shifting values, there are standards that remain. Be careful that in our modern laxity, we do not allow the baby to be washed down the plug hole with the bathwater, because Jesus himself is saying to us here, look your best. If you're fasting, don't look glum about it. Don't go around with a pained expression, a dirty face, hair and clothing. Be the best that you can be for his sake. Even if you don't feel like doing that for your own sake. Great advice, I think, for doing God's will is always the most important thing that we can ever do. If we want others to join us, then they aren't going to be particularly attracted by that unkempt, scruffy bunch of miserable sufferers, are they? Much better a smart, well-ordered army. And one with smiling faces. Hallelujah to that. And then Jesus continues by telling us that we will get our reward, not here on earth, for doing his will, but in heaven. I continue to be saddened whenever I see a message, an email or a Facebook post about a great Christian man or woman who they say has passed away. So many of our friends and comrades seem to have gone to heaven recently, it seems, and although I'm genuinely saddened to think that I'll never have the chance to see them again, to speak with them or share time with them, my heart rejoices in the fact Yes, fact, for this is not some silly fantasy we're playing here. The fact that they've been taken to their heavenly reward. We really do have the very best expression in the Salvation Army for that. Promoted to glory. Please, when my time comes, I don't want anyone to say I've passed away, passed on or even simply died. For I will be having a party. That is what laying up our treasure in heaven is all about. All the wars that take place on this sad old planet are really all about power, money, treasure, control of the same. Coming, of course, as the Bible again tells us, not from money, but from the love of it. The love of money is the root of all evil. Paul tells us that in Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. Not money in itself, but that insatiable lust for it that many people in this world have today. Laying down treasure in a bank vault will make us rich. Oh yes. But what happens then if one passes away? Remember Ananias and Sapphira? What good did it do them? Even when one day we are promoted to glory... What will it matter if we're transported to heaven with a hundred pounds in our bank account 
or a million. As long as we have stored up enough treasure in heaven, then that really is everything. Hallelujah! In heaven there are no millionaires, no poor men or women, no kings except the king of kings, and joys beyond any that we could ever dream of. How wonderful is that! Now we've heard tonight many promises, many truths. We've enjoyed many of the treasures of my homeland, Wales. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying treasures like these, of course. There is one Welsh tune we haven't heard, though, that in my opinion is one of the greatest melodies ever composed. I speak, of course, about the tune Mavanwy by Joseph Parry. Mavanwy has long been a staple of Welsh male voice choirs, and, doubtless, a million pints of Welsh beer have been cried into as generation after generation have mourned with the singers the ending of another love affair. Ah, poor, fickle Mavanwy. Well, I mentioned earlier that Cardiff Stuart Hall was my dad's home court. And one of the last photographs I have of Stuart Hall Band shows them seated on the platform under the baton of my old friend Bandmaster Ernie Young, his son Les on top cornet, and two of my dad's brothers Peter and Trevor in the band as well, on baritone and trombone. But on euphonium in that picture is Senior Captain Gollidge, who was an assurance officer in Cardiff at that time. And he wrote a set of words to Mavanwy, that are so perfectly appropriate for our meeting tonight. For the title he gave the words was Priceless Treasure. The love of Christ, my soul's redeemer, is more than all the world to me. Sweet fellowship with him forever, my constant joys and strength shall be. The love of Jesus Oh, so gracious, led him to cruel Calvary. My debt he paid, thy blood most precious, and purchased then my liberty. Here then is priceless treasure.
That was a recording of Morriston Band there singing that lovely song. So where is your treasure tonight, my friends? Is it in the bank or is it in heaven? Do you sometimes find that you work harder at your earthly job than you do as a representative of Jesus to your friends, family and workmates? I pray that we will all place our lives and treasure in God's hands. And may he take our gifts, multiply them and use them to bring other souls out of this world's darkness and into the joy of his salvation. Amen. There is so much more I could have used in this meeting tonight, but we are, as always, bound by time. And we're going to end with Who is on the Lord's Side, song number 992 in the songbook, and set to the great tune of Rachie, composed by Dr Caradog Roberts and named after the local minister's daughter, Rachel. The music after the benediction tonight is from Morriston Songsters and their new CD from just a couple of years ago, The Christ of Calvary, which only leaves me to say that it's been wonderful to share with you this evening and enjoy this time of fellowship, praise, thanksgiving and challenge, and all that with a very special Welsh flavour. And all I can do is wish you a great week, and remember... Always be your best for Jesus. God bless you.
And now I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will be with us and remain with us all, now and forever. Amen.